Pray with me. Lord, we come before you today as your children. We thank you for your love for us. Amen. Admiration. As the Google machine defines it, a respect and warm approval. Admiration. There are many things that we admire as people. There are many ways that that we admire others. Maybe it's a grandparent that taught us something important about life. Perhaps it's a parent or sibling who lives an example that's worth following. Maybe we admire someone who steps out in faith even when it might not make all the sense in the world or not make sense to us. Perhaps you admire someone because of their joy, because of their manners or their professionalism. Perhaps we admire people in the Bible, such as Jesus. Maybe we admire people like Moses. Maybe we admire David, even though he had flaws like all the biblical characters did other than Jesus. Maybe we admire people like Abraham for his faith, or people like Deborah, or the Apostle Paul. What is it that you admire about others? What are important traits that you look for in order to gain admiration for someone else? And I'm going to suggest that Mary, the mother of Jesus, had one of the craziest experiences in all of the Bible. What a roller coaster this young woman must have gone through when she found out that she was going to be the one to give birth to the Son of God, God in the flesh. And I believe that the response of Mary to this, this crazy news that she received is something that we can admire, something that we can look at today and be encouraged by, and something that we can learn from, from her response <clears throat> to some of her crazy news. The Gospel of Luke begins with the birth of John the Baptist being foretold through the, the angel Gabriel, and as we discussed John the Baptist last week, being the one who prepares the way for the Lord, the one who had the message, change your hearts, change your lives, the kingdom of God is upon us, John the Baptist. And after, after this, in the Gospel of Luke, the birth of Jesus is foretold. And when John's mother, Elizabeth, was six months pregnant, Scripture teaches us that God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. Now remember, angels are messengers. That's what the, the word angel basically means, is a messenger. The angel comes to Mary, who is a virgin, pledged to be um, married to Joseph. And as soon as the angel appears to Mary, the words that Gabriel tells to Mary are greetings. You are highly favored. That's the first thing the angel tells her. The Lord is with you. Perhaps not the most common of greetings that you first say to someone when you first meet them, but that's what Gabriel's doing. The angel, he's getting right to the point. Mary herself was wondering what type of greeting this might be, and she was kind of troubled by that. She said, what kind of greeting is this? And the angel continues, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Now, Gabriel continues by telling Mary that Jesus will be called Son of the Most High, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants. Remember the Old Testament, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jacob, who later was renamed Israel. He will reign over Israel's descendants forever, and his kingdom 
will never end. This is huge news for Mary. And Mary didn't know how this possibly could be that she would give birth to the Son of God since she was a virgin. And Gabriel shares with her that she's going to conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit and that the power of God will overshadow her. This week, I was on my way home from in the town of Seaford, which is where we are. I don't know why I had to say the town of Seaford, but <laughs> I was on my way home from Seaford in town. And I was uh, driving my car, and I was heading back towards Reliance here to the church parsonage next door, and it was raining, and um, I noticed that my, the engine in the car had sounded a little different, and I didn't know what that was all about because I'm, I'm just not a vehicle person. I know how to pop the hood and check the oil and that kind of stuff, but I don't know what I'm looking at, and um, it just sounded a little louder, and it's, it's a car, so it just doesn't, didn't seem right. And on the way home, um, I was a few miles, I was just getting out of town, and I was a few miles from here, and um, the, the dashboard said abs, and I didn't know cars had abs, and, and I'm thinking, <laughs> what does this mean? And I thought, you know, I thought, well, okay, anti-lock brake system, of course, right? And it started flashing, and I was like, oh, this is a little odd. And then a, a little bit more down the road, the battery light started flashing, and I thought, oh, this isn't going to be fun, so what, what, what's going on here? And I, start, I continue to drive, and uh, all of a sudden, part of the dashboard where the radio is, the lights just cut out. And I'm thinking, okay, um, let's just try to make it home. I don't know what's happening right now, but I'm going to try to make it home. And, uh, and then the lights begin to dim and dim, and then they start flashing all over the place. It's like a disco party in the car, you know, they're just <laughs> flashing everywhere, and and then the headlights aren't the best to begin with, and, and they're beginning, to, like, I have to drive around with my high beams on all the time because the low beams are pretty much non-existent. But nobody flashes at me, so it tells me that my high beams aren't even that bright at all either. <laughs> so I just keep those on all the time. So I'm driving, and then the high beams begin to dim a little bit. And um, I notice that uh, it's time to put the flashers on, and, and I do that, and, and then I get... It, the, the car's like starting to sound different and again, and I get uh, to, to the driveway here at the parsonage, and I'm thinking I have three options. One of them I don't want. One of the options is the car just dies right here in the middle of the road. I don't want that one. Uh, the other one is should I pull to the right-hand side by the mailbox and then just stall out there so it's a little safer, or should I try to cross the road and turn left uh, to get into the driveway so... I don't have to have the headache of having the car across the busy road. So I'm uh, deciding I'm going to try to turn left. And when I take my foot off the brake, I don't know what's going to happen. And there's cars coming from uh, the Maryland line here. So I have to wait. It's not like I can just turn to go in. So luckily I turn. Uh, there's a little bit of juice left in the car. And I, and I turn and I go in and uh, barely make it into the driveway. And as soon as I do, the car's like done. And I barely made it home. And um, I tried to start it, nothing. And there was a bit of the unknown on the way home. It was the alternator, by the way, for those curious. Um, whatever that is, that's what it, that's what it was. <laughs> it was the good old alternator. But as I was driving home, there was a bit of the unknown happening. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know uh, what was 
what was going to take place. Will I stall out on the road? Do I need to pull over? Should I try to make it home since I'm getting close? Everything was changing so fast, and there was just a sense of the unknown. I, I didn't know what was next. And everything's changing for Mary as well. Everything's changing very fast. There's a huge sense of the unknown for Mary, and, and she just doesn't know uh, how to handle this. And there's a lot coming at her in such a short amount of time. And one of the main ideas I want to share with us today about Mary is that Mary teaches us and, and shows us to still praise God in the midst of the unknown. Mary is, is showing us that we can still praise God in the midst of the unknown in our lives. There, there's a lot of unknown things in our lives. We're unsure about maybe family situations. We're unsure about work problems or we're unsure about health issues. Um, we may be unsure what tomorrow may bring itself. Nobody truly knows, but Mary certainly must have had a lot racing through her mind when she received the news from the angel that she was going to conceive the Son of God as a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a lot uh, to take in. And there was some unknown for her. Maybe like she was thinking like questions like, how's this going to affect my status in society? How is Joseph going to react to this news? What's my family going to think? What's going to happen to me? You know, have you ever asked questions like that of yourself? What's going to happen if I do this? What's going to happen if I do that? Scripture teaches us that Mary then hurried to the hill country of Judea to go see Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist. And as Mary greeted Elizabeth in her home, Scripture tells us that the baby leapt within the womb of Elizabeth, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth offers blessing to her and commends her. Elizabeth is commending Mary for, for believing that God's going to fulfill the promises that have been made to her. And even in the midst of some of the unknown, Mary still believes. Mary still praises. Her response is what our scripture reading was this morning that Jordan read for us her response to this encounter with Mary. And some of the things we see in this response, even though there's some unknown in her life, some of her response is, my soul glorifies the Lord. God has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. The mighty one has done great things for me. And, he all, and she also says, he has lifted up the lowly. So Mary chooses to praise God in the midst of the unknown. How is it that we praise God in the midst of the unknown of our lives? There's a lot of things in our lives that are unknown, but we can still praise God because of the things that we do know. There are things that you could write down on a piece of paper today about why you offer praise to God. What are some of those things you can write down? If you had to think about those things in your own life that you could praise God for, even though there may be some unknown in our lives, we can still praise God like Mary. And again, I say and repeat, we can praise God in the unknown because of the things that we do know. For example, we can praise God in the midst of the unknown because we still know that God's grace is at work in our lives. That is one thing that we can praise God for today. We need the grace of God in our lives. We experience God's grace in a variety of ways. 
through the sacraments, through baptism and communion, through worship, through prayer, through studying Scripture, through serving others, we experience the grace of God. And God's grace is at work in every one of our lives today, no matter where we are in this sanctuary, whether we are deeply committed Christians following the ways and the teachings of Jesus, or if we don't know what we are and we don't know where we are in our faith journey, God's grace is still at work in me and in you. And for, for those of us who may not be aware of it, God's grace is still at work in our lives. God's grace is still at work when we choose to put our faith in Christ and trust in Him as Lord and Savior, that is an uh, experience of God's grace. And then after we believe, and then after we become Christians, we, we continue to grow in the journey. We continue to grow in our love for God and our love for one another, and that is an act of God's grace as well. So where is God's grace touching your life right now? Where do you feel that you are on your journey? Know that God's grace is with you. And that is one, one way that you can praise God in the midst of the unknown. Another example of how we can still praise God for what we do know in the midst of what we don't know, the unknown, is that we can praise God because we know that God's love for us never changes. God's love for us remains the same and I mean, I know that that seems so elementary, but come on, that's such good news that God's love for us never, ever, ever, ever changes. Can we say amen to that? God's love for us remains the same, and God's love for us never changes. God may not always approve of the way humans treat one another, decisions that we make, but God is faithful. God is still faithful, and God's love for us never fails. My, one of my all-time favorite scripture verses comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. And it says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. This is the Apostle Paul saying this, the one who persecuted the early church, the one who approved of the death and stoning of Stephen. This is the one who would know that he was far from God when he thought he was honoring God. And then he experienced the living Jesus. And he said, I'm convinced there is not a thing in this world that could separate us from the love of God. When I was in youth ministry, this verse, I don't know how many times I shared this verse with kids. I can't explain how many times I probably shared this verse with youth because I wanted them to know that no matter what they did, no matter what they thought, no matter what was going on in their lives, no matter decisions they made, there is not one thing in this world that could separate you from the love of God. I'm so excited in a couple weeks we're going to the youth rally in Ocean City, the annual event where thousands of youth will gather in Ocean City, Maryland. And every year there's a theme. Every year there's a, you know, a theme. It's on the t-shirts, it's on the banners, it's on the advertisements, everywhere. There's a theme and then a Bible verse. 
And there's a group of, of youth that pick that each and every year. There's a leadership team of youth that do that. Well, every year at the end of the youth rally, there's a promo video for the following year, like a little teaser preview, and the theme is released and everything. And I remember last year, um, I think I was sitting next to Jordan, and I was like, elbowing him. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at the theme, look at the theme. This year's theme is the Romans verse that, that I just read to you. And the theme this year is called Inseparable. And it's all about the love of God. And it's all about how nothing can separate us from the love of God. And I am so excited for thousands of youth um, to, to hear that message and for adults to hear that message. And it's a message for all of us, no matter our age, that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there may be some unknown in our lives. There may be some things that, that we're scared about that we don't know. There's, there may be some, some fear, some anxiety, whatever it may be. But one of the things that we can do, one of the ways that we can still praise God in the midst of the unknown is to know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. This week, my son, uh, Luke, who you just saw in the middle aisle here, for those of you who don't know, um, he has autism and he can't speak verbally. And uh, this, this week, he was playing with this little football. Um, it was like a little rubber football with little spikes on it, like a kind of sensory thing. And he just wouldn't let that thing go. He just loved it. And he played with it all week. We went swimming in the pool. And, and he, um, he, he took it in the pool with him. In the mornings, he would grab it and take it to school with him. He'd put it in his book bag. At the end of the day, when I put him in the car, he'd unzip his book bag and he'd take his, the, that ball out again and he'd play with him. Surprised he doesn't have it with him this morning. One day, um, when I woke him up, he grabbed my wrist and he took me to the couch and he put my hand underneath the couch and I, he was looking for that ball and he couldn't find it. But then he found it and he was fine. He just, he wanted to hold on to it with everything that he had and he would drop it and play with it and watch it bounce in different directions and, but he would pick it back up and he just wanted to, to hold on. And I share that with you this morning because I want us to think about the word joy today. That's the third Advent candle that we lit. And I want us to try to hold on to joy today. To hold on to joy, whatever you're doing the rest of the day or beginning your week, to try to hold on to this message of joy. Like Luke held on to a football all week, I encourage you to hold on to joy this week. There may be some unknown in all of our lives. There may, like I said, be some fear, some worry, anxiety, whatever it may be. But joy is possible because of what we do know in the midst of what we don't know. And two of the things that we do know is that God's grace is at work in our lives. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. And we also know that the love of God is so strong that there is nothing in this world that can separate me or you from that love, no matter what's going on in our lives. So let's be like Mary. Mary had no clue what was going on. She received the news. Could you imagine getting that kind of news and then just not knowing what to do with it? Some of us have received crazy news before and didn't know how to react or what to do with it. But yet, Mary still chose to praise God. So may we, like Mary, choose joy in the midst of the unknown. Let us pray.
Let's take a moment to pray to God, to open your hearts to God, and to pray for God to fill you with joy in this season of Advent. God, like Mary, who was filled with the unknown when she received such crazy news to her. We too are sometimes filled with the unknown in our own lives, and we don't know what to do with it. And I pray today that no matter what that unknown is, that we would still give you praise because of your grace at work in our lives and that we would still give you praise because nothing can separate us from your love. As we draw closer to Christmas Day, help us to be filled with joy because joy is deeper within and joy can't be taken as easily as some things can. Sometimes we go through seasons, but can still have that peace, that joy, even when things are hard. So Lord, we take this time to lift up other things in our hearts, things we need to be praying for, people we need to be praying for. We lift them up to you now. Let us lift up any prayer requests that we have. grandmother with a scan and an aunt with surgery. What other prayers can we be lifting up this morning? What about some praises? We praise God for